ये Who you know that got it behind the scenes like behind the O line? Soon as the QB say hype, <laughs> it's big game, big game, analysis from the player's point of view, injuries, big trades, player news. Yeah, <laughs> set the competition. Any play with Tony Dungy, better listen. I'm talking about. Big game sports bug said everything you need and more. Yeah. Big game sports bug. I thought I told you once before. We call him Big Game Jane. Yeah, Big Game Jane. Big Game Jane. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Big Game Sports Buzz, whether it's sports, athlete, professional athlete, and the sports fanatic get together and talk about all things I know. Talk about all things that are relevant to sports and such. Look, I'm Jay Stocks, Buff Nerd. I'm coming off vacation. You have to, you know, forgive me, but I'm here and I'm engaged. Yes, but... Uh, the great part is I'm here with the pro athlete, the man, the myth, the legend, the reason why this podcast is named what it is, the one and only Big Game Sports Buzz. What up, guy? Uh, it's Big Game James or nothing, man. It's all good, sir. My How bad, you man. doing? <laughs> Big Game <laughs> Ooh, vacation mode is Boy, real. I tell like you what, man. Mother lover, man. Boy. Woo-wee. Big Welcome game back, Dobbs. It's good to have you back. I don't care what capacity you hear. I'm just glad you're here. It's all good. I appreciate you, man, because you know what? Sometimes the buff nerd, hey, look, he be on one, okay? He be on one, so forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, but we're here. I'm here. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, a little cuckoo sometimes, but you know what? That's why you come back. That's why you tune in. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends, your family, and your frenemies, because, hey, even they need something to do um, besides trying to stress on you, all right? Hey, if you, right. if you ain't got no haters, you ain't doing nothing, all right? Uh, but, yeah, man, coming back from New Zealand and Australia, fantastic. Um, it's I suggest everyone go. Okay. Don't bring any fruits. Don't bring any grass or anything like that. They will find you and throw you in jail. I promise you that. Okay. So make sure. Did the did the, did the buff nerd get did the buff nerd get knocked locked up while he was uh Oh no, sir. Because you know why? Okay. The buff nerd does good. research. <laughs> okay. Good man. Yeah. Yeah. The buff nerd got, does hey, research, man. People people got to know when you go to these other regions, they have their own stuff. You don't need to bring shit with you. Just enjoy. No. Yourself. Just why, why would you bring yeah you know what bringing sand to the beach that don't even make sense man go enjoy theirs okay and then yeah, bring those experiences back with you and I, tr I trust me it will be a great experience for you man but no I'm glad to be back a lot of sports uh, going on man uh, you know two weeks of, of just being away is cool but you miss a lot so I'm ready to dive into this thing yeah, I mean, hey, you ready? 
I'm ready. Let's get this party started, brother. Let's go. Four downs. That's right. These are the hottest topics right now in all of sports. First one we're going to go to is uh, Cam Newton has, has been in the news a lot. Way more than. As we all know, a couple of weeks ago, there was surface of him in a shoving, pushing fight, as they want to call it, uh, at his youth uh, football um, league event. Comes out and another guy's trying to hit him and all this other stuff. And, you know, it's just it's just some things that we're starting to see also surface, you know, pictures of him and videos of him fighting while he was uh, with the Carolina Panthers. And, and, you know, they're saying like, Hey, he has a smile on his face while he's doing it. Like, Hey, Cam is not a person you really want to mess with. Okay. Um, was he like six, five, two twenty, two thirty? Almost six, six though. Cam big boy. I met Cam. Uh, yeah. Talked to Cam before. He he not a little dude, and he yeah probably you know now he ain't playing. He probably close two forty, two fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he big yeah. he a big fella. He ain't a little guy, man. But right. uh, you know we talked to the show. Put some respect on Cam's name, and this right. is my thing. They stars. Um, first and foremost, Cam Newton had an opinion about what mm-hmm. he called a game manager compared right. to elite uh, quarterback talent. Yeah, yes. people attack. He had people attack him for that. Uh, by the likes of Warren Sapp, where he got Sapp on his podcast. They talk about it. Sapp's like, oh, I learned something new. I didn't know a game manager was a good thing. I ain't going to go there right now. That's a whole nother guy. That talk about, so. <laughs> I think we got to, yeah, we got to talk about that at some yeah. point, but yeah. Yeah, and then and then there's other things where now they're showing all these highlights of Cam Newton being challenged by these campers. So anyone that doesn't know, Cam Newton has, you know, they call him CN one Cam Newton number Cam Newton one. That was his number for most time in the league. He uh, has seven on seven teams, mm-hmm. and Cam talks a lot. Let, let's just make it one hundred percent clear. Cam talks a lot of shit, not noise yeah. shit. Cam is a shit talker, period. Right. Um, but even doing these events and talking to these young kids over the years, there's several videos of Cam being disrespected by kids in high school that probably won't even play D3 college football, let alone mm. win a Heisman Trophy and go on to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, right? So it's And rookie of the year. Time, yeah, and yeah. rookie of the year, and the league MVP, right? So at yep. some point in time, when is it going to be enough? Somebody said this. For Cam Newton to get some respect, have you ever heard of anyone calling Peyton and Eli Manning trash at the Manning Passing Academy? No. Not at have all. Have you ever heard? Have you have you ever heard that? Right? No. Now, granted, Peyton and Eli not talking cash money shit like Cam Newton's talking. Okay. But the thing is, the way people perceive the African American quarterback at times, I think they feel like they have a green light to challenge this man, his manhood, being what he was. So to be called a glorified running back. Because mm. he was a mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. Why is that, man? I mean, you know, we can name the receivers Cam Newton had while he was in Carolina. It's not like he had 
Jerry right. Rice and you know Brandon Moss, right. right? Yeah, no, 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 no. You, you're 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 exactly correct when it comes to that. I think it was, uh, and I can't remember her name now, but you know she. There was. So when Cam came out and talked about game manager versus, you know, uh, a game changer, uh, right. you're right. There were several people that came out against them and saying, you know, well, who are you to to talk about this? You you're not even in the league anymore, um, you know, and, and the way you dress and the hats you have and what kind of opinion can you have if you dress this way? And, you know, just attacking him personally. Um, but when you have a Steve Young talk about game managers and, and elite quarterbacks or a Phil Sims or, you know, um, uh, who's my guy from, uh, from the Bengals? Um, Boomer Esiason. Boomer Esiason, who's never won a championship either. I mean, no one ever says anything to them. When Tony Romo talks about these quarterbacks, no one says anything to anything to these guys. To these sports, right. but if Cam comes out not on NBC, CBS, or Fox, but on his own podcast, now we got an issue. Now we got a problem, and that's my issue: is that he did not attack anyone personally. He said, "Hey," and he explained it: game changer, game manager. If you're a game manager in a system that that's what it is, then that's what you do. Right. And you get there are a lot of quarterbacks that get paid very well to be game managers and they do very well in the league. And so, you know, I, I think, yes, you need to put respect on Cam Newton's name. Get past what he what you know, how he dresses, because it's not hot. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not what I do. <clears throat> Excuse me. But. <laughs> I, ha I have to put respect on his name for that. He he was in the game. He played at a highest level, was an elite, was a, as you stated, most valuable player in the league. Right. But Jay, these people will say this, and the, the, I can't remember the chick's name either. From Excuse me if I sound mm -hmm. sexist, the chick. I can't remember the lady's <laughs> name from ESPN that said it. She's done a well, she's done a good job covering for ESPN since being on. But, yeah. you know, people are like, the first time people say, you're not in the league anymore. My, bitch, you was never in the league. <laughs> you can't speak Correct. on league. You can speak on league stuff from sources. You can't speak yeah. on what it's like to be able to play in that, play in the league. So yeah. people throw that around so easy. Like, you're like, I heard, I saw a kid at a camp uh, one time, and all this is seven on seven, and seven on seven is ruining the game of football for a lot of people. What? And I'll okay, just go ahead and I'll, I'll throw that out there right now. Seven on seven is ruining it for a lot of people because of the perception and stuff. These kids can go run some routes, but they can't tell you full concepts when it's come time to break down the offense. That's a whole nother segment by itself. So anyway, Jay Stodd, mm. mm. the kid goes, you're a free agent. You don't even have a team. Well, you, you, you ain't going to even make second team all district in high school. So, <laughs> But the whole point of it is, it's so easy to attack and get on Cam because he feeds the narrative with his shit talking. That's yeah. really the one part of I think that no one talks about. I don't care that Cam Newton dresses like the Planner's Peanut Man or Rollo from San Francisco. <laughs> I don't care that he dresses like that. He does. 
He's eccentric as hell. He wears an ascot and a fedora with a hole in it and his, his little buckwheat uh, lock sticking out of it. <laughs> cool for him. But I'm not going to ever sit up here and question the athletic ability of Cam yeah. Newton because at, all, at one point in time, everyone that liked the game of football was like, damn, Cam is off the chain at quarterback, and I would like to have him on my team if your team was struggling at the time. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So it's got to give somewhere like people are so quick to talk like the NFL is easy. You know how many people I meet on a weekly or monthly basis that, oh, yeah, dog, you know, I had that knee injury in middle school. I was going to go to the NFL too. No, you weren't. You weren't. You didn't have a chance, dog. You didn't have a snowball chance. Yeah, man, I quit playing football, but you know, I still got I still got some letters from some big D one schools, but I quit playing. Okay, your fault. We'll never know. Like, get on with that, bro. It it's thrown out there so easily by so many different people. Yeah. But like you said, the Boomer Sisons, the Phil yeah. Sims, the Steve Youngs, the Joe Montanas, the Troy Aikmans can get on here, speak things. If they say the exact same thing that Cam Newton has said on his podcast, no one yeah. would bat an eye or think twice about it. Not at all. Not at all. And that's um, that's where I have – that's where my issue is, is that – and I and I had to step back and say, no, absolutely. Where, where does it end um, and where does it begin? Like, who are we right. going to respect – and who are we not going to respect? Let's just let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Um, and, Jay, and I do like. You, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Well, I was going to say. Well, I do like the fact that he. You know, I respect him for the fact that he came back and apologized. He issued an apology yesterday and said, "Hey, look, what happened? It was wrong. Shouldn't have happened. There's no excuse for it. I should not have acted that way." It's so okay, I appreciate Jay, that. Yeah. I like. Okay, I understand. Thank you, Cam, for issuing an apology. Well, what the hell are you apologizing <laughs> for when I look up and three people run at you, start swinging at you? I True. admire the restraint he had from not sucking the fools. Right. Because he really yeah, could have gone ahead and, and threw some threw some punches at them fools for running up on him. And he didn't. Yeah. He just slung around like little rag dolls. Yeah. And no, how are you as another how are you as another grown man? Because somebody said kids attacked him too. And then me and somebody yeah. else had arguments that they no, they weren't players, they were all coaches. Needless to say. What kind of example, as parents, are we sending our kids off to where the people we got that's supposed to be coaching them, mentoring them, teaching them to get better, a uh, better skill set to maybe advance their football career on? At the first sign of shit talking, they want to throw throw hands and start fighting. Yeah, that's uh, and actually, I had a conversation with a with a teacher um, yesterday about you know a lot of these uh, we have students, young people that are growing up in better situations than their parents, yet they are acting worse than their parents. They're, they have this perception they have to be you know, hard or, or you know, a gangster or whatever. And the reality is, is that that's not your upbringing right now. Maybe your parents, but it's not yours. And I, I would even argue, maybe not even your parents, you're just doing this for for whatever, but man, we can stay there for a minute. We got to get to that, that that next one. Uh, we'll definitely have to put that on the on the chop shop. Uh, second down, Duke star Kyle Filipowski injured during court storming versus Wake Forest. 
and and here's the thing. This is this is not the latest one. There was a nut. There's been several court stormings that have happened since Kyle Filipowski got injured um, during the Wake Forest game or after the Wake Forest game. I have continuously said this, and I understand, but they've got to stop it. Like it's got to stop, or you you've got to put stuff in place. You got to stop it, man. More and more people are going to get injured, and there gonna be more situations. And Jay, I put this on here just because, and I, I know it's been a while, and I know we just talked about it earlier in the year with the, uh, with the Caitlin Clark court mm-hmm. storming, and yeah. then there was something else too we talked about because of the court storming, and we kind of laughed and joked a little bit about it. But then the more I see it, the more I think about it, bro. And the, the nonchalantness from these ADs of like, yeah. oh, well, they're kids. What are we going to do? I mean, something really does. I mean, they're storming it with them. But my whole thing is, you celebrating the win, bitch, don't you practice the win? Don't you go out <laughs> and practice to win a game? Like, cool, you upset them. But at the end of the day, when you really stop to think about it, when it comes to sports, and this is my thing, and I tell my players all the time, if you don't think we have a chance to win, please don't come on my field or my court. I don't want you around me around or around the rest of the team if you already believe that we're going to lose. So here it is. We work all week. We practice. We come up with a game plan. We go into the game, and we play well enough. We should win the game. Therefore, students, you should expect it because your team practices. Why the hell are you running on the court like it's never been – like you haven't won before at all? So I don't – I'm gonna say it like this, as it, it is on the fan. It is on the fan, and it is on the ads and the coaches and the event staff. To me, that's who this is on. So, when it comes to these types of you know issues that come up, have protocols in place. All students and patrons understand. Hey, if they win. You don't go on the court until the visiting team has exited the court. The other thing I would say to the visiting team is win or lose, you get off, hey, get off the court. Yeah, but Jay, they don't even really have a chance to turn and go, depending on how the arena's set up. I understand. Your tunnel, your tunnel might be too far away to quickly You're right. exit the floor, right? You're right. This is what I think. Get to the sideline as quick as you can. I think they should put a trip wire around <laughs> the visiting team's bench. <laughs> visiting team, get in your area. Y'all all have a string. Y'all pull it and just trip their ass as they run on the court. <laughs> I wish you could do I wish I could do the, the problem is that every every injury that has happened this past year has been on the court. It hasn't been on the sideline. It's been on the right. court. Clayton right. Clark, uh, I mean, uh, 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 Caitlin Clark. Yeah, Clark. She she was on the court. Filipowski was on the court. As a matter of fact, as he's he's as he's walking off the court, guy hits him in his knee. As as he's yelling at him, another guy comes up, pushes him, and then he gets surrounded by his teammates and staff and staff are like trying to push these students off. And these students are trying to like yell at him and talk crap to him. I'm like, yo, right, right, talk smack as they run by him. How crazy is that? As they run by him, and I'm like, yo, it's. All it's going to take is another incident because it has happened before 
where the student athlete says, you know what? Bump this. Anybody coming next to me, they finna catch hands. And so now you got a team fighting on the court, students who are storming. Like I see, like it's happened before. I see it happening until it gets fixed. You just made me think of something. I really, hey, if court storming happens, if you get within a certain proximity of the other team, I think they should get a pass and be able to sock somebody in the eyeball. I think that, and you should forfeit the game. Oh, oh. So all that celebrate just to have the loss, the, the win reverse? Hey, come on the court. That, it, there you go. You want to stop it? The fines don't mean anything. It's obvious the fines don't mean anything. Right, right. The fines mean because to, Yeah, to find an SEC school $100,000, okay, cool. You know, they got a booster. They got that in their pocket right now. Right. 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 The ADs are storming with the kids. So it's clear that they don't care about the fine as well, nor the safety. So if you right. really want to do that, hey, I tell you what, forfeit this win. If you really want to do it, guess what? You do it again, you'll forfeit this win and the next. Yeah, I I like that. I like that. You're going to ruffle some feathers with that one, my brother. But I pray. Well, you know, that's what I do. Sometimes, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. If you wanted to stop, hit them where it hurts. And then if they do it again, they will not go on national TV for the rest of the year. Oh, now you pulling. Hey, now ESPN ain't going to like you. Uh, you can't change that TV. Uh, you, can, you, you can't change that TV lineup. Flex. <laughs> flex. Hey, flex the game. They, hey, they but you know, with all, the, with, all the re, yeah, with all the regional coverage nowadays, they could really they could tap in and, hey. and, and put another game on. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah, I ain't got no problem. I like with that. it. I like it. I like it. I like Hit it. Hit him where it hurts, man. Let's yeah. go. Um third down. I love that. Uh can Caitlin Clark break pistol Pete Maravich uh record. Now uh, scoring record. Here's the thing. Okay, couple of things on this, and I wanted to talk about um Caitlin Clark. In particular, because she has stated um, that she is foregoing her senior year, her fifth year. Let's say that her fifth senior year. She has fifth year eligibility due to COVID and going into the WNBA. So she's a senior, but she has a fifth year option. She's foregoing that. Yeah, get paid. I mean, go ahead, get paid. Get on a national stage. You've done all you can do. Iowa doesn't look like they're doing too well this season they've had some pretty big losses some key losses um but they're still doing they'll fine. make the tournament I mean, they'll, they'll make the tournament, make the they'll tournament. Make a run and they'll, and they'll make a run um caitlin clark man let me first and foremost say this i talked a lot of smack about her last year uh mm-hmm. i think i jumped i think i jumped on the angel reese bandwagon or mm-hmm. train i won't say bandwagon which they're both still two great athletes i'm not saying they have a uh Caitlin Clark has shown that she can continue to make find a way to score and get buckets. And even their last loss they had in that um, yeah. Indiana game, bef- the game before the last one they won when she made the announcement, dude, she still put up 20-plus points, 10-some rebounds, almost had a triple-double, played a behind off, and they still lost. Now, Indiana is ranked in the top 15, so it's not like they lost right. to a shabby team. But just to watch right. her with the ball, and this is the thing. 
And because of what Steph just did with Inesco and the NBA All-Star Weekend to have the WNBA and Steph Curry, like, three-point challenge, do you know that everybody's going to be licking their chops to get Caitlin Clark in a three-point oh, shootout man. in the NBA the All-Star Weekend, I think? So Absolutely. it does something else for the game. So I talked a lot of smack about TV wanting Caitlin Clark to be that face of college foot, college basketball. Like when I talked about the Bidens wanting to invite her to the White House. Mm-hmm. Early, I think that it goes past that. She is a key figure that people want to watch now. They want to see this pistol oh, yeah. Pete marriage has been around for a long time, Jay. Yeah. And some people don't want to see it broken, and some do. And people are tuning in to see how close, how much closer she gets. And I lost the count right here. I had it up in my pay. My screen went something else on this other screen to see mm-hmm. how many she needed to, to, you know, to break that record. But right. I think it, it just helps draw everything in. So, Caitlin Clark, now that you know me or you ever listen to me, I've said some things about you in the past that I'm like, you know, open mouth, insert foot. She's a right. lot better than I wanted to give her credit for, man. And she is helping the college game along with Don Staley and the South Carolina Gamecocks. You know, yeah. Gino Ariema, yeah. we're not talking about Gino anymore that much. Or we are yeah. because he's mad because of the NIL and the portal and everything else, right? But I think right, because so he's not getting played. Yeah, but I think it gives so much more variety to the game of women's college basketball. It's cool to see what she's doing to help that happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I agree with you on that. That's uh, – I think every generation you have players that move the sport or their particular sport or league forward. Right. Um, I think of Russell and and Chamberlain. Right. They moved basketball forward from the dark ages of the cagers into, you know, really kind of a a game that can flow in uh, the run on the on the on the big men. Right. Right. Um, And they grew the game literally from there. To me, the next iteration in basketball, you have uh, Magic and Bird. And they started right. it in college, right, between Michigan yeah. State and Indiana State. And yeah. so when that game was televised, it 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 totally changed the whole landscape of watching a pro basketball game live. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that pro basketball at one point during the 70s and early 80s yeah. was tape delayed. Yeah. Right? Was tape yeah. delayed. So yeah. you watching the game – that happened two, three years ago. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, two, three hours ago. <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> we said tape delay, not, yeah, I got you, though. I know the dog market <laughs> threw you off, man. Yeah, um, it did, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that watching the documentary, you know, some years ago, and I was like, oh, yeah. damn, the game used to be delayed. Like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Never would have yeah. done that, because I remember they were talking about it. Uh, all games were like that, and they were talking yeah. about Heidi or something being being interrupted. They had to hurry yeah. to finish the New York Jets game. But yeah, that, that blew yeah. my mind when I found that out, Jay. Yeah. But. So, I mean, it's, you know, but, you know, you you look, like I said, and then Jordan uh, and then, you know, LeBron and Kobe, like, you have people that move the game forward. Uh, Steph, to me, is is that person that has moved the game forward. Uh, Steph, KD, Giannis, those types of people where now anyone can shoot from anywhere 
and you have these high scores. And so now you, you change the game. Um, in the WNBA, you had Cheryl Cooper and Rebecca Lobo and uh, Lisa Leslie. Lisa Tina Leslie. Thompson. Yeah, Tina Thompson. Like they made the game win. Uh, from that point, it hasn't really been moved. Like there are a few players. I think Sue Bird can... and Brianna, I think Sue Bird has moved the game. And Diana Tarazi, so. you don't you don't think they moved it a little I, bit? I, I don't think so, man. I don't think I don't think they have. The reason why I say that is they're great players. Don't don't let me say they're not great players. Right. But have they moved the game forward to a point where people are saying, "I've got to watch this game more. I've got to see what they're doing." Um, I got you. I see your point. You know what I'm I saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one is tapping someone on the shoulder saying, hey, I got to go, uh, you know, I, I can't tonight. I'm going to go watch uh, Chicago Sky and, in, in, uh, you know, the Las Vegas, whatever they are. I mean, Vegas Aces. No one's doing that. No one's doing it. No one's saying, hey, I got to go catch the wing. The wings are playing tonight. So you Man, think Caitlin Clark, you, you think Caitlin Clark is going to change that when she gets in the league? Is that what you're saying? You think she helps that? I think she helps it, but I don't think she's dynamic enough uh, all around. You need a person. You know, honestly, I think if, when Reese gets to the league, and I, I would hope she would actually come out the same time as Clark. Because now you have your new magic and bird for the WNBA. You have a rivalry that moves from college into the pros and like Bird and Magic were dynamic and people would watch them. People would watch LSU and they would watch Iowa and they watched the playoffs uh, mm-hmm. and March Madness because of them to see what's next, what are they going to do next? And so if they're chomping at each other, they're yapping at each other and you move that to the pro level. Oh yeah. I got to this. This is, this is, you know, must-watch TV. I got to see what they're going to do. What What's Reese going to do to Kaylin? She going to, you know, give her the John Cena, you can't see me? Is Kaylin going to say something like, you know, hey, it's, you know, it's your time, time's up? I mean, what, what, because she does talk crap. So, to me, the problem with WNBA is there's, there aren't any personalities. Mm. Number one. Number two, though, it has to be, and I, I know I'll hear this, but they have to be big personalities that are still feminine. Damn. Now, but do they want that? Because your girl Liz Cambodge was kind of that that vocal voice, and all of a sudden she got a lot of people say she got outed by the league. She got outed by the league because she outed some people, and you know she's she's a little she's a little out there. You know she's which. She wanted to be herself. She she wanted to be herself, and the league said, "No, this is how you have to be." And so when you when you which is what happened to Jordan, right? So, okay, you you have to have someone that that. bucks the system. You have to have someone that bucks the system. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you watched Air, and I'm sure you have, you know, and it's been well documented that 
everyone wore a certain type of shoe in the league. They were all white leather shoes. That's what you wore. You don't wear different colorways or anything like that. Nike and Michael Jordan came out with different colorways to where now, you know, everyone has that. And that promoted the game. That brought controversy. So if you have controversy, people are going to tune in to say, okay, what's going on now? But Jay, you have, I've told you this. You have to have a villain. No doubt. You have to have a villain. I feel you on that. I'm not arguing Who's the that. villain in the WNBA? But if, if the WNBA is pushing a narrative where you can be outed over putting, putting people on blast and being mm-hmm. yourself, how's mm-hmm. it ever going to change? From what you just said, it makes it seem like the WNBA is trying to create a cookie-cutter type league that they can control all the narratives. Absolutely. I'm not I'm not mincing my words. That's exactly what they're doing. And and you know what? And that is why no one watches it. So who's gonna be a villain? Who will they let be a villain then to change that? Or does it start from the top down where you have to get a whole new marketing director, PR people, and just help sell that villain? You have to and maybe it is from the top down. Look, the reality is this, man. You have sports and then you have sports entertainment. They have now merged. The NFL is sports entertainment. I don't care what anyone says. Though it is not scripted, it's still sports entertainment. You have villains and you have heroes, right? They call them rivalries. But they're villains and heroes. You have players who are villains and heroes. Ray Lewis was a villain. Really? He was a villain. Okay. He was definitely a villain and became a hero. Okay. He was a villain and became a hero. Right. Um, if you talk to any Cowboys fan, you obviously know who their villain is. If you talk to any Oakland Raiders, or I'm sorry, Vegas Raiders fans, you know who their uh enemy is, who 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 they want to vanquish every year. Like you have to have a villain. Right. In the NBA, you have villains. KD is a villain. LeBron is a villain, right? Uh, Brooks tried to be, but he ain't. He ain't got the balls enough for it. He ain't Ooh. made for it. Dylan Brooks. He ain't made uh, for it. He's, he he's not. A, Pat, he you got. You still got to be good to be a villain. Yeah, Pat Bev is a villain, right? Stevenson he was a annoying. villain. Like you have villains. Yeah. Detroit was a villain, right? The bad. Damn boys. the whole Detroit. The whole bad boys. Uh, they're they were villains. Yeah. Right. What so, about Draymond, Draymond, Draymond Green? Draymond Green is category? a villain. You, and so guess what? People are going to tune in to the Warriors. Because, hey, you know why? I want to see what Draymond's going to do. Mm. I want to see how many texts he's going to get. Are they going to throw him out? Is he going to do something, say something? Who is that for the WNBA? Nobody. Damn. Okay. There, there, there's nobody I can point to and say... That's the bad one. Or because, like I, and I've I've told people this, the reason why you have good Marvel and good and bad DC movies, a good Marvel movie has to have a bad, a really good villain. And DC has not had that, right? And I know I'm getting the nerd talk right now. but Yeah, very much so, but it's okay, man. Whatever it takes to get that point across, brother, we're good. But, But when you look at it, if you don't have a villain, 
if you don't have someone that you can claim as a hero, right, then how can you say, oh, that's who I get behind? I can't get behind anyone because I don't have anyone to root against. Gotcha. Okay. So there you go. Drop my two pennies. We can move on to yeah. fourth down. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Other big news. Bronny James was removed from the 2024 mock drafts, as well as his dad put up a tweet talking about, hey, stop talking, stop talking about my son and his draft status and all that. Just let him be a kid. <laughs> here's, here's my issue, though. He deleted the tweet. Why? Did he really? It, it, he did. He deleted the tweet. Number one, should he put it up? And number two, since he did put it up, should he have deleted it? Nah, hey, if you if you put it out there, stand by it and speak on it. Yeah. I know I had a lot of people, Jay, that were pissed off mm. about LeBron James' statement. And mm-hmm. and not a lot. And, and shout out to my man, uh, the sports judge, over on ASAP Network and all his TikTok stuff that he does. But he said LeBron James hyped up Bronny so much about being a one and done Mm -hmm. where now he is backpedaling and changing the narrative because he realizes that his son is not playing well enough to do it. That he (laughs) caused all this negative talk that people are having right now about Bronny James. Um, I'm going to say one more thing. I I definitely want to hear your take on this. I, for one, was the person that said, hey, man, let the boy just be a freshman. Let him play ball. He doesn't have to go into the – who says that he has to go into the league after one year? And then somebody came and told me, James, his daddy did. I was like, huh? His daddy said he going in the <laughs> league after one year. So that's who said it. So that's why we talking crap. I was like, well, I'm going to sit back over here and let y'all talk y'all, y'all, well, y'all smack, and I'm, and I'm just going to shut up. Yeah, I mean, I get – look, I get that. He he came out, but I also want to say though that, you know you have we have to realize it was a different situation that happened right. His health got in the way. It wasn't his play; it was his health. I understand he's averaging like what five points a game, and and like three rebounds or something like that. Right. I get that. Okay. Is his, his stats aren't great, but he's coming back from major heart surgery and, and right. circumstances and stuff like that. So he's getting his, he's playing his way back in and I'm sure they're being cautious as well as their, you know, uh, his minutes. He doesn't have a lot of minutes, right? So they're, right. they're, they're, they're really watching his minutes. But I agree with you on, if you put it up, leave it there. And what you said wasn't but, bad. You're you're a father defending your child at this exactly. Time. Let it ride, dog. Exactly. Just leave it out there. But my other thing is this, and I and I get he wants to to pump up his son, but you know what? Let your son do his own thing. Let let your son and his play tell the world what he can do. Not you. Not you, because you add pressure to him. Uh, in that regard, I think about Michael Jordan's son who tried to play and didn't. And, you know, Jordan didn't pump him up. Jordan didn't say, I, oh, look at my son. Look at what he can point, do. Jay. You know, uh, 
He wasn't Jordan as good as his father. Right. Didn't make it to the league. Uh, but, you know, he's he's part of the Jordan business and the Jordan brand, and he's doing his own thing. And no right. one has said anything about it. Right. Or his daughter. Same thing. So do you think, do you think Braun bought too much of this on himself, trying to help Cap? Because this is the thing. I believe Bronny wanted this stuff. I believe he wanted his dad. I mean, not his dad. Let me take that back and say it the right way. I believe he wants to be in the NBA. So I think sure. LeBron just tried to hype the situation and catapult him forward a little bit, opposed to just letting it take its course and do its own thing. That's what I believe. Um, Which I'm not mad I mean, at. As a father, I'm not mad at that. That's what I'm saying. You're a father to, to two boys. And, you know, when you look at your sons and you say, okay, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to, you know, be in life? And if either one of them or both of them say, I want to play pro ball, you're like, hey, let's go. This this is how you do it, right? This right. is what I've done to get there. This is what I'm going to do. And you start talking to people, hey, my son or my sons want to get into the game. And you start getting them into that lane. Right. But I wouldn't, you know, and I don't know, you know, are you now – going out to media outlets and saying, hey, I'm James Cannon and this is my son and he's going to the pros. No. That, that's the goal. The goal is for him to get to the pros and we're going to get him there. I mean, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one. That's a real tough one. You know, how because far how far do you push him? LeBron doesn't just have reach to the media. In some aspects, he is the media because of his he Maverick did. Film Company and everything else, the different things he can do to help put Bronny out there. Um, just like people thought uh, uh, Ball, Lonzo Ball's daddy is crazy, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, he's just a father that wanted well for his kids. Now, whether he went about it the right way, who knows? That mother lover, was, he was out there. Bron was just trying to hype it and knowing that he's at the end of his career, if he think his son going to have a chance to, to go to the league and want to play with him, not yeah. mad at how he did it. But, LeBron, for you to take that goddamn tweet down and run from it, you, <laughs> yeah, know, what, you know what that shit made me say, Jay? What does it make you say, bro? Oh, hell no. 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 That's right. This is the segment in the podcast where we find things that make us say, oh, hell no. Every time you play that, man, that, that intro just gets me, bro. I just I have to chuckle to myself. Uh, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> go ahead with yours. I've got one. Uh, it's pretty good, pretty fun. I, I wish I have the audio. If I find the audio, then I'll, I'll post it somewhere. I don't know where I'll post okay. it. But yeah, I, go for uh, it. Mine is old now because mm. we didn't do the show when we were supposed to. So I kind of want to tie just two together. No, I ain't trying to take – I promise I wasn't trying to take a shot. It's all good. It's all I good. Really, I really wasn't trying to take you – know. <laughs> Um, Richard Sherman, a couple yeah. weekends ago, arrested at 4 a.m. on suspicion of DUI. Two things about this. Mm. You're Richard Sherman. Yes. I know you got the Uber app on your phone. Yes. Call somebody and get a ride. Or yes. two, 
if you was already out till four, sleep that shit off till six before you try to go home. Don't get behind man. the wheel and drive, dog. I mean, just, come on, man. Don't don't do that. That uh, that oh hell no. Nah. And then this next one, the dude's name who coached the team that got in the fight with Cam Newton. I, I wrote the mm. name down, then I forgot it because the cats no one worth even mentioning by name. <laughs> he said, you know, I want to come out here and 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 apologize for my action, my me and my team's actions, but Cam was wrong. You can't apologize and still try to accuse somebody else of being wrong to justify what you did, jackass. That's a, oh hell no. Point blank, period. I I want to apologize, but Cam was wrong. Then don't apologize, dumbass. Yeah. That, wow, that's that all is. I got for you, Jay. That's amazing. Um. <laughs> so mine is actually. Uh, by Mississippi Valley State University recently. <laughs> I know you've heard this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The basketball team recently beat Prairie View A&M to go 1-27. The call was amazing, first of all. The, the, you have to hear the call. The call is just so great. All the energy around it, right? They finally won their first game of the season. Uh, and like I said, they were 1-27, and I believe 1-14 in, in the SWAC uh, in their conference. But then they stormed the court. And it's like, look, I get it. I get it. You're excited. You won a game. But as we just talked about, this court storming, we got to stop it. You won, you won your first game. And I love how a man said, we have just now started our one-game win streak. <laughs> but Jay, did you see how tame the court storming was? I think it was, it was so it was really only about 25 people that I was say about 25, 30 so people. When they when they run they when they when they when they storm the court to celebrate, it was really 10 of them just jumping up and down in the in the paint of the basket by the home team's bench. <laughs> oh, it was it was goddamn this. I mean, dude, somebody could have slipped and fell. Somebody could have tripped over a core. <laughs> now the visiting team had nothing to fear on that. I get no, nah, they had nothing to worry about. No one was going to trample Prairie View AM on that court storming at all. That shit was not going to happen. They were safe. They were, they were, very, they were very safe during that court storming. Yes, that made me chuckle a lot. But, you know, hey, one in 27. Love the energy, but come on, let's, let's, let's be better. <sighs> all right. <laughs> That's all I have, man. Let's hop into, uh, we're going to do some Between the Lines. Already then. So as the year has closed in the NFL or closing, we're starting to get to now the part where a lot of people get excited. And it is the combine, the NFL combine, which is held at the Lucas Oil Field uh, Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. And it's been there for 
excuse me, several decades now. Um, NFL Network has broadcasted this for so for several years as well. Here's the question, and question straight, but here's the question really is, the draft has been now really sensationalized is, is kind of the word that, that I want to put out there. It's moved to different cities uh, over the course of the past several years. There's been talk of moving the combine like that as well. Has the NFL over-commercialized this part of the game? And should it be moved? What say you? You've been there. You've played in this stadium. You've been there. Well, yeah. Lo and behold, believe it or not, Jay, I was not invited to the NFL Combine and still got drafted. So don't don't put all your eggs in them baskets, guys. Everybody that goes to the Combine won't be drafted. Um, Needless to say, it's hard when you are the business of the NFL. Because, Jay, you just said this. You just said that the NFL – is now a sports entertainment brand, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So now that the season is over, you need something to sell. Yes. So what are they trying to sell? The combine. And I don't think nobody really wants to buy that shit, but people in the media. <laughs> now, it's been some impressive numbers when it comes to 40-yard dashes. Yes. Short shuttles. I tell yeah. You, but you, you can got, like Caleb Williams said, I can only play for one team. Why I got to give all 32 of my physical information? Why? So Man. because of this new era, new generation of player, it's mm-hmm. going to make it hard to me. For me, I think the NFL is going to have a hard time trying to sell the combine as its own entertainment and must-see kind of thing. Because now the combine used to be totally closed. Now they have it where you, I think you can get some day passes and come watch and yeah. see certain people run or perform or do different things. Certain yeah. aspects of the combine are now open to the public, sure. and there is the test or filler kind of thing. Some things people don't need to know. Let your news outlets report it. Everyone doesn't need to come to it. Mm-hmm. If you already have a certain thing in place where all these kids know they're going to Indianapolis and going to do a certain thing, leave it there. Don't start trying to take it around the circus, take it around the world like Ring- Ringley Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus. Yeah, doesn't need to go everywhere. It doesn't right. need to be in every city. Um. I would be fine if the draft went back to New York. It didn't have to go to every single city. Now, I think mm-hmm. on that one's a little bit more fun for certain people. Yeah. And then, okay, I'll give you a little bit of a pass. But realistically, you're just trying to sell those tickets to help maintain fans' curiosity during the offseason. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't think a true football fan, a true NFL enthusiast or loyalist gives a damn. I think, yeah. again, it's a, a ploy and a gimmick to try to get that younger fan that they're trying to hook in. I I agree uh, with with most of what it, what you're saying, man. It's I think one of the aspects that that is um, that is interesting, and, and I'm glad you brought up Caleb Williams. Is the pro day now has become more of a focus for a lot of these athletes right. instead of the combine. So. Right. You know, I remember I was just, I, as a matter of fact, before I came up and got on, I was watching the combine and just noticing that, man, the the running back class that they had was smaller at the combine than what I'm used to seeing. Usually I see a right. lot of running backs, a right. lot of, you know, DBs, but not so much here. 
uh, I know for several reasons, you know, I've heard, and actually one of the uh, running backs, he, uh, he hurt his hamstring uh, in one of the, one of the uh, events. And so now it's the, the thought I'm so close to the draft. I don't want to get hurt. Right. You know, whether it's uh, a pulled hamstring, a torn muscle, uh, an ankle, a wrist, a shoulder, whatever. I don't want to jeopardize that doing, you know, events. Right. Um, and, and and I'm not signed. I'm not even signed anywhere. So you have that. Like I said, the pro day to me now has become the real test of what they want to show. Right. Everything I, is scripted. Right. Everything is scripted. The the teams that are interested in you will be there. So you take one physical, you take the physical that you need to with the teams that will more than likely draft you. Right. Um, and and like I said, it's more controlled. And Jay, a lot of people gotta I mean realize this people, if a team really likes you, mm-hmm. they can fly you to their city and give you a physical with their team doctors prior yeah. to the draft. They don't have to just do it in Indianapolis. Because, yeah. well, I did do that with the Colts. The Colts flew me out and gave me a physical prior to the draft in 1998 when I came out. Uh, mm-hmm. Tampa talked to me. It was about to fly me out. A bunch of teams. So if a team really wants to get you and really wants to make sure you're good ahead of time, right. they can fly you out and still do the physical. You do not have to do it in Indianapolis. And I think that because, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. is like, I'm not running. I'm not doing nothing. I'll yeah. go. You get my height, my weight, and I'm going just to do my interviews. But mm-hmm. shit, if these kids are gonna quit start opting out and not doing nothing at the combine, you want to go see Ricky Ricky Bobby from Armpit State <laughs> run a forty yard dash? <laughs> no, you don't. So it's gonna no. be hard for the NFL to sell it the way they want to sell it. This is gonna yeah. be interesting, Jay, because they're definitely gonna try to market it in a way to capitalize on it and keep and engage, keep that fan engaged and keep that interest yeah. going. But at the end of the day, I don't see it going down Man, like that. I love this conversation. I want to bring it to Chop Shop and I want to bring some people on because I think this is is relevant as you as you're talking, I'm I'm thinking about you know just that very subject of if there's fewer and fewer players that are going to go to the combine and will rather have a pro day, which, you know, your Clemson's, your Alabama's, your Georgia's, your UT's, your, you know, your UCLA's, your Cal, they'll have their pro day. Right. And they'll say, you know, hey, you can do your interview there. Like you said, they'll fly you out if they, if they're really interested in you, right? You have your formal interviews and you have your informal interviews. All right. So there are ways around it. The NFL is going to have to do something, and I think they would have to limit the pro days, or say it yeah. has to be, you know, within your conference or, or something like that. But, uh, and I don't think the conferences are going to go for that, personally, uh, because right. the schools won't go for it. True, because it brings ESPN and other affiliates to your campus, which gives right. you more more eyes, more more student athletes. And better student athletes. That's it. There you go, man. Well, it's come to that time, brother. It has. Hey, and shout out to my man Q. He gave me a little teaser of what the 
the new uh, top five intro gonna sound like Jay? I can't wait till he get everything done, dog. It's gonna be off the chain. Man. But it, but good. until then, until then. Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man. I still go. go. That's right. Some people have a top 100. Some have a top 50. Some have a top 25. Some even punk out and have a top 10. But here on Big Game Sports Bus, we have a top five. Who's in? Who's out? What's in? What's out? You choose only five. No honorable mentions here. This week, I hit Big Game up with this because I, I kind of heard something about it. In, in, uh, I was thinking about Cam Newton. Thank you. Yes, shots fired. Cam Newton. And it got me to thinking, who are the top five athletes you would not want to fight? You didn't say athletes. Okay, top five people. All right, cool. Athletes, my bad. What you have? This works. No, I'm still, I still got athletes on here. It's all good. <laughs> Man, I hate you sometimes, bro. <laughs> you didn't say athletes. I mean, that's what I got. But you didn't say that. Top five athletes, top five people. You would not want to fight. Basically, you would not want to see them in a dark alley, right? You would run the or walk. You would run the other way, not walk. You would run the other way. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. So, per the usual, I would relinquish to you, sir. I man, it's crazy you said this, but I'm not gonna lie. I had top five. I had a couple movie characters on this mother lover too because I, like, I saw them. In- I saw them alley. I'm a deal. No, but I had enough athletes go ahead and pivot because you know me, my list is always longer than five, so it still fits <laughs> right here. I just so happen to have five. So uh first right. one, Mark Calloway, aka the Undertaker. Mm. Don't want to run into that cat. I saw Undertaker in real life. This yeah. dude was six eight with a ponytail and a fanny pack on, and he was still scary standing inside of Subway uh <laughs> Restaurant ordering a sandwich. <laughs> I definitely don't want to see the Undertaker's ass in the alley. Wow, another, that's another, a good one. another person. Another person from the from the squared circle. Glenn Jacobs, aka Kane. Another scary mother lover. Just imagine wow. seeing Kane. Just imagine seeing Kane with that mask on and like yeah. uh, a light a light is flickering and you just see that silhouette and that face in the alleyway. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna dip and turn the other way. Wow, uh, yeah, that'll do it. One that I think that would 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 give somebody some problems, like he ain't take no no smack off nobody. Detroit basketball's bad boy, Ben Wallace. Hmm, that's a good one. I can see Ben Wallace like in the alleyway, just with them big ass double wristbands on, ready yeah. to tear your ass up, <laughs> ready, ready to fight. Double wristbands on and everything. Double wristbands. Then uh, Mike Tyson. Although Mike Tyson is not very big in stature. It's man. something about Mike Tyson that I've seen him intimidate the biggest of men yeah. in professional boxing. And even some of the toughest grown men I heard say, man, shit, I'd never fight no Mike Tyson. You must be crazy. <laughs> now, yes, you know sir. what I'm mean? saying? All these young yes, guys, man, I, ain't scared, I ain't scared of Mike Tyson. But I've seen man. OGs talk about they would not fight Mike Tyson. So Mike Tyson. Yeah. And last but not least, one of your favorite people in the whole world, and he donned a star on his helmet. Larry Allen. Mm. Jay Stubbs. Yes. I seen Larry Allen <laughs> do dumbbell bench press with 200 pound dumbbells that the Cowboys had made for him. 
two hundreds. Yeah, a hundred, two hundred in each hand. Dumbbell, bench press over seven hundred pounds. Big, strong. Now LA don't look like a big scary dude when you just talk to him, but you yeah. have to know how strong that fool is. Yeah, I don't want to run up on that. I, I don't want to run up on LA in a dark alley because it might not end well at all, man. And that that's that's my top five, though. There you go. Great top five, sir. That's awesome. Uh, man, let me jump into mine real quick. Mike Tyson, of course, I think is on everybody's top five. And if it's not, you're stupid. Um, <laughs> it's just, I just, I just can't call it any other way, but you're stupid. Uh, Brett Hall, I'm gonna go not uh, on the hockey side oh, of hockey. it. Brett Hall was a mean dude, man. And he was considered a goon, you know what I'm saying? And he would go out there and just, just beat on you. Um, so yeah, he's definitely one. God rest his soul, Kimbo Slice. Listen, oh. I used to watch his YouTube videos. Now, when he yeah, got in the UFC, it was a little different because you had rules and you had some people that were, you know, technically sound. But a in a street fight in, in a in a in a dark alley, that's not the dude I want to see. Um, Latrell Sprewell. <laughs> Look. I, 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 and didn't care he didn't care that's the part for me when you don't care when there's little to no remorse and finally <sighs> meta world also known as ron artest is my final one i said dude look he had ice and a cup thrown at him and was ready to burn down the whole stadium. The whole gym, he was ready to burn it down. Hey, man. Metal World Peace. <laughs> All right, that's another one. I, I, had to, I had the pleasure of meeting and talking to Ron Artest before, too. When I played in Indianapolis and he was playing with the Pacers, man, mm. I ran into him and Jermaine O'Neal a couple different times. They hung out together a lot. But just, yeah. just, just talking to Ron Artest and looking at him, in the back of my mind, I was like, that cat ain't right all the way, dog. Something, <laughs> something, something in there? It's I'm not. Like, I'm like, hey, man, all right, hey, good meet you, dog. Hey, man, glad y'all came and supported. Hey, dog, y'all good people. In the back of my mind, I was like, you want him to have your back if y'all go out somewhere. Absolutely. Like, you, you need you need, you need, need Ron Artest in your corner because, yeah, he ain't got it all. Like you said, he's ready to whip, tear the whole palace of Auburn Hills whole... over somebody throwing a cup of beer on him. Yes, sir. A whole... Jim, everybody, everybody catching it, everybody catching it. So yeah, man, that's that's my top five. I'm Jay Stoggs, the Buff Nerd. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share this podcast with all the people that you know. We always love your comments. Make sure that you do comment. We will comment back at you and with you even after the podcast is over. Again, you can catch us on any place where you listen to your favorite podcast platform. We are there. Thank you so much for tuning in. What you got? Hey, man, you said, uh, said it all and did a great job. So until next time, peace. Yeah. It's a big game. 
who you know that got it behind the scenes like behind the O-line soon as the QB say hype. <laughs> it's big game, big game, analysis from the player's point of view, injuries, big trades, player news, yeah, <laughs> set the competition and he play with